I'm your host, Harmony Patton, aka the Paleo Ballerina. And if you want to heal your skin from the inside out, you've come to the right place. This is Glow From Within Podcast. Welcome back to the Glow From Within Podcast. If you are new to the podcast, we did just update our name. So it used to be Discovering You Podcast, and now we are Glow From Within. I have a question for you. Do you ever struggle with your confidence? Do you ever look in the mirror and not like what you're seeing in your reflection? I know when my acne was at its worst, I hated my reflection. I hated what I saw in the mirror and I was constantly comparing myself to everyone else around me. So today we're going to kind of talk more about the emotional aspect of healing your acne and just kind of getting over that comparison game that we all play. And today I have a really great guest. Her name is Stephanie Dawn Elizabeth and she is the host of the Girl Kind podcast. She is a certified inner kindness coach and she's the creator of the Girls Collective. Yeah, welcome. Thank you. Absolutely. So before we dive into the topic of talking about comparison and all of that, uh, I just want all of you guys to meet Stephanie and get to know her a little bit more. So if you wouldn't mind just kind of sharing your story with us and letting us know kind of what let you, what led you to where you are now. Hmm. Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me on. I'm super excited absolutely. To, to chat. Yeah, I never really know like where to start in my story because obviously the journey is a long one. Yes. But um, kind of just around what we've been we're going to talk about today. So when I was in my early twenties, I was in an abusive relationship, and when I got out of it, I had like zero self worth. I mean, during it is kind of where getting into it, my self worth was pretty low, but. Yeah, like being in an abusive relationship when I got out of it, my self-worth was so low. I was so isolated. I felt like I had nobody who had my back, especially other girls. And I was really in like the lowest point of my life. And because I felt so isolated, I had no idea like what, what to do, where to go, how to even pull myself out of it. It was like a really long process and journey dealing with anxiety and comparing myself to what other girls were doing and where I was and like just being filled with a lot of shame for for what had happened even though it wasn't my shame to carry which I learned later on like in those moments I was so stuck in my in my own head and my own struggle in Mm -hmm. in what I had gone through and so from that dark place of feeling all of those things you know in short this was a really long journey (laughs) right right to sound like one day I woke up and everything changed it was a really long process but when there was this one day I remember and I was like laying on my mom's couch and she came over and she sat in front of me and she just simply said like you've got to pull yourself together And at the moment, like, it wasn't the thing that I really wanted to hear. I was kind Mm -hmm. of pissed. But, (laughs) like, a few days later, I realized, okay, yeah, I don't want to live 
like this. Like, I don't want to feel like this. I don't want to be isolated. I don't want to be looking at other people living life. And I'm just like stuck in this shame. And so I started um, just like going online, looking for inspiration. I don't even know how I stumbled upon it, but I stumbled upon this blog that was dedicated to kindness and random acts of kindness. And up until this point, like, I guess backtrack a little bit, high school was kind of like a, a point in my life when I just started comparing a lot and competing with other girls and thinking that their worth took away from mine. And that's really what led me into an abusive relationship. But when I stumbled upon this blog about kindness, I started to like challenge myself. I was super, super filled with anxiety. I didn't even like leaving my house. Sometimes I like wouldn't get out of bed. It was really bad. And so I started to challenge myself to these little bits of connection and kindness over time. So probably like a year ish. And what I realized when I started doing it was that like other, everybody else has a story. You know, I would do like little things where, you know, things we think we do, like next time you're paying for your coffee, pay attention if you actually look at the person or if you're on your phone. And what I realized is that like I was walking through the world thinking that I was the only one and just comparing myself to everybody else who was like living life luxuriously, which wasn't actually true. And thinking like that I was so alone in what I was going through. And when I started to like, we all have a story and that that connection is everything. So it's kind of like the, the beginning of it all. And then it sort of has evolved a lot over time. But when what I realized with doing those, those small acts of kindness and, and realizing that connection was that for some reason, especially as girls, we like are not taught that we also deserve the same kindness that we're expected to give to others. And we're so critical of ourselves. And that kind of adds to the the judgment of others because we're constantly judging other people but that's just because we're judging ourselves and we don't feel good in our in our own bodies and our own lives and so um where the inner kindness part comes is I don't even really remember the moment when I realized it but just realizing that we've missed the mark on teaching girls that we need to give ourselves the same kindness that we offer other people and that we we just have to and that we deserve that and so yeah, like in short, I mean, it's obviously, like I said, a really long journey to th this point. That was probably like a six or seven year journey to where I am now. But that's kind of the basis of where it all began. That is wonderful. I mean, obviously, the the struggles that you had to go through weren't wonderful. But I just I love how you approach everything. And just like even, you know, your online presence, I feel like you're just such a kind soul okay. and like you just make people feel so much better all the time. So I, I'm just a huge fan of yours and I love the work that you do. Um, Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I think it's just so easy for us to be like mean to ourselves, right? And being kind to ourselves, I think is such a challenge. Yeah, because we haven't really been taught to be kind to ourselves. Like yeah. When we're younger, we're told to be nice or be kind to, to other kids, but we're not 
we haven't really to this point been taught that we have to do that for ourselves and literally everything starts there how you treat other people starts with how you treat yourself yeah 100 percent. i remember like way back in the day when my husband and i were just dating and he was like you know you don't even like yourself how do you think you can even like you know, mm. like anyone else. And I was like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was so resistant to it, you know? I was just like, no. It's yeah. not a thing. Yeah. I don't have to like myself. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. <laughs> yeah, really. Like, it's it's so transformational making the effort to even just be kind of like kinder to yourself. Like, not beat yourself up over every little thing that you do that might not fit into this mold that Mm -hmm. you want to fit into yeah and I mean I know that like talking about it it sounds super fluffy and super easy it's probably literally the hardest thing you will ever learn to do but you know it's like this relentless choice to just shift slowly into being more gentle with yourself being more forgiving of yourself um really questioning okay would I say this to somebody else that I love if my friend was coming to me and saying let's say it's like a mistake you've made or whatever it is or your body anything okay what would I say to them and if what I'm saying in my head doesn't match up with that then that's where you really got to start to shift yes exactly and I think even just kind of like catching yourself Mm -hmm. like when you know, you're saying these mean things or whatever it is, just kind of like stopping and acknowledging like, okay, I need to think about this differently and not just like letting the behavior and the habits continue, mm-hmm. right? Like I feel yeah. like that makes such a big difference. But yeah, it's not it's not easy. And that's why the work that you do, I think, is so important. Um, and on that note, like, How does that work for you as an inner kindness coach? Like what do you do with your clients? Like how do you go about helping them to make these shifts and to see a kinder side of themselves? Yeah, I mean, I think it's different for everybody because there's different stories that we're telling ourselves or different things that we struggle with. Like it could be a million different things, especially for girls could be, that they're being bullied and they're they're struggling with that. One thing that I like to focus on a lot is rewriting the stories. So when we're being unkind to ourselves, it's it's for a reason. Like I really want girls to know that the way we feel on the inside is not just because we decided to wake up and feel like that. So if we hate our bodies or we hate our skin or whatever it is, if it's, you know, honestly, like any negative thing that's going on inside of your own head or your own body or your own feelings, it's coming from somewhere. And it's it's something that either someone else told us about who we are as a person, what our, our worth is. And so we really got to like look at that and become aware of the stories. Those are all stories that we've been told or that experiences have made us feel in order to shift into um, being more kind to yourself one really big thing is breaking those down and realizing you didn't just wake up feeling like this because you want to, you know? And so a really um, practical way to do it is first becoming aware. A lot of the times we, we all are walking around talking to ourselves in our own head, but Mm -hmm. we're not always really aware of what we're saying or how we're speaking to ourselves. 
And so becoming aware of it, first of all, and then recognizing what's like the constant story you're telling yourself. Is it that you're not enough? Is it that you're not worthy? Is it that no one likes you? Is it that, um, you know, you're skin defines you or you're not beautiful because of whatever whatever the story is that that is adding to your inability to be kind to yourself like become aware of it and then question where it's coming from so a really big one for girls that I've worked with and that I hear a lot is around body image or our looks or anything to do with with that yeah and you know question it one who made up the standard of beauty? Who in your life has told you that your body size is an issue? Like really getting back to the core of who told me this? Like where does this even come from? Because a lot of the things that we've been told, we just take it as truth. But yeah. like that's just a made up thing. And just because you've been told it or just because you've thought it does not make it true. And so if you can become really clear of the stories that you continue to tell yourself, a lot of the times it's like X equals my worth. So beautiful skin equals worthy, skinny equals worthy, like those yes. things that are so untrue. Um, and then once you become aware of them and you figure out where they've even come from, one, you'll probably be kind of angry. So it's easier, <laughs> easier to shift into it, yeah. um, into a different story. But the more aware you become, the, the more you can rewrite it. So knowing that those things aren't true and that at the basis of it, the, the, point is you're worthy regardless like nothing can change your worth you just are worthy because but you know the the stories that we tell ourselves constantly um are what stop us from believing that and so once you become aware of them and you can um you can start to rewrite them and you can start to find your strengths so often we focus on the the negative because that's just where our brain is used to going Um, and that's kind of where the comparison comes in because we look at someone else and think like, especially girls, you're, that person has the thing that I think I need to have to be worthy. And therefore, because I don't have it, I am unworthy. And so if you can start to really focus more on the things that you do have, it'll start to shift you away from focusing on what other people have. And I mean, like someone, someone else's worth doesn't mean anything to yours. Like we're not each other's competition, if yes. that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. That is just like so impactful and so powerful. I think especially because, you know, with people with acne, it's like everyone for some reason feels like they can comment on it. I, I don't know why. Like mm. somehow yeah. with acne, people like to really be like, oh, you know, you could do this for your skin or have you tried proactive or oh, have you tried Accutane? Have you gone on the pill? Like people just kind of always want to offer these solutions. (laughs) So I feel like a lot of times women, and I'm sure men too, but you know, I mostly work with women, uh, but it just kind of takes over your entire identity. It's like you just, you as a human person cease to exist and all there is is your acne and that's all that anyone sees. So I guess, and I I love, love, love that you talked about, you know, rewriting your story. So even though, you know, you might be getting this commentary, like what would you say for these people who maybe their skin is really bad right now and 
it seems like everyone in their life is constantly trying to give them tips or something to quote unquote fix their skin. So for those people, like what what would you say that they could do to maybe, I don't know, still feel okay about themselves, even though it seems like that's all that anyone is focusing on? Hmm. I mean, when you have low self-worth or low confidence, it can be really difficult to speak up for yourself. But I think something really important that I've learned along my journey, I used to be, I still struggle with this, but I used to be like incredibly passive. And so Mm -hmm. if someone commented on something that like they really shouldn't be commenting on, um, as women and girls, people always comment on our bodies. So that for me not necessarily um, skin-wise, but just body-wise in general, has been something that I've learned really, like, rope my stories at the core of this equals my worth. And I allowed people to comment on my body when I wasn't asking them to comment on my body and wanted to speak up for myself but didn't really know how or didn't really think I could. Just that, I guess, my body is for people to comment on or... Um, it must mean this equals my worth. And so I think for the, for the first thing, I mean, it depends on who the person is, but I would challenge you to speak up because your body, your skin, your life is really not for other people to comment on, especially anything to do with our body. It's really nobody's business. And sometimes it comes from a well-intentioned place, but if it's something that is taking away from your confidence or adding to what you're already struggling with, I would challenge you to just speak up a little bit and um, push back and, and, you know, just let them know that that's really not helping, Um, especially if it's coming from somebody who you think is well-intentioned. But just having that kind conversation to say, you know, I appreciate that, you know, whatever, whatever the comment is, (laughs) but it's not helping me and it's actually adding to. I think that would be number one. And then, as hard as it is, I think one thing that I, I talk a lot with girls about is just realizing that you're more than that thing. We all have mm. something that we, I mean, I think this is a theme of what I've been saying so far, but we all have something. So let's say for your listeners, it's it's the skin. We all have something that we think defines our worth or defines our story or defines our life basically and so if people are constantly commenting on it yeah you're going to think okay this is like what defines me this is what everyone is focusing on but you're so much more than that and so as much as this one thing might be something that you're struggling with right now kind of goes back to that rewriting part of finding the things that you do feel confident about or are you are doing or whatever it is that um kind of shifts that from just one focus on what creates your worth, that can be really important. So so realizing that you are more than your skin, you're more than your body, you're more than the thing that other people are focusing on, if that makes sense. Yes, 100%. And ah, I just, I mean, like literally this is, I feel like it's so in line with what I preach kind of all the time. Um <laughs> Yeah. And but like you just have this deeper understanding of all of this and I just I really love the intuitive what's the word I'm looking for? The intuitive I don't know. Like your your intuition on all of this I just feel like is so right on and just like on point. 
And it's, it's so important for everyone out there to just kind of like, I don't know, take all of this in. And again, I feel like it's really tough because it's hard to, I think a lot of people are very resistant to changing how they think or how they perceive the world um, because it's kind of something that we do subconsciously, mm-hmm. right? Like we just kind of go through our days and we think things and we talk certain ways, but we never really like take a step back until you become yeah. very mindful or something happens that makes you make that kind of shift where you become really mindful of your thoughts and you know your actions so as far as you know the comparison thing because like this is one of those things that I think just like really gets people like in the gut you know it's like and it's in a sense it's like jealousy as well but just kind of feeling like why does this person get to so for instance here's an example like why does this person get to eat whatever they want and have perfectly clear skin I'm over here eating perfectly and I'm super broken out like you know and then that kind of becomes the narrative so in your like in your experience in your opinion like how do we break out of that like how do we not just you know recognize that and be like okay I need to think differently but how do we actually do it Uh. (laughs) <laughs> yeah the question this right question. right well, so many ways there's not, I don't know if there's one way one it's a choice honestly yes. it as I know how irritating that is to hear when you're in it <laughs> yeah but I mean the only person who is losing by comparing yourself to other people is you and so if you no longer want to feel what you're feeling or go through the struggle that you're going through there's going to be choices that are hard and that take a lot of freaking work but if you want something different so I think for me um I mean it's kind of business oriented but it's kind of I think highlights um what your your question was but when I first started my business I compared myself constantly to what other women were doing and, you know, what made them successful and focused all of my energy on them. And that took so much away from my own energy. And one thing that was really, really powerful for me to start doing, I can't remember even where I heard this or like who said to do this, but my focus and my energy was all on like that victim space of why me? And when I did this like simple shift of starting to look, or I'd, I'd look at other women and be like, Oh, how come she can do it? And I can't, like, I've been trying this thing for so long and it's not working. And it seems like so easy. First of all, recognizing that the, you know, you can't really compare your story to anyone else's or you can't really compare your, um, your struggle with anybody else's. We all have struggles. They just might be in different ways, but what I, started to do, which I think you can, you can really apply to anything is if you're looking at other women or girls and you're thinking, Oh, why, why not? Like, why does she have this? And I don't, or why Mm -hmm. can she do this? And I can't shifting it to like, okay, wow, she can do this or she can live that way. So can I, you know, it's like such a a slight shift of just like the energy behind Mm, it. Yes. 
whatever energy you're putting out into other people, you're going to, it's just going to consume you. So if you're constantly looking at other women and girls and thinking like, oh, she is doing this and I can't do that. Well, then that's like just the energy you're going to continue to live with. And so if you can start to make those, those quick shifts of like, okay, yes, that's so empowering. She can do that. So can I. And, you know, I get that the struggle of looking at someone who has clear skin and think like she can do whatever, but that's not the whole story, right? Like we compare ourselves to like this tiny little piece of what we see, even, especially if we don't know the person. Right. Yeah. (laughs) If you're looking at someone on social media, one, I challenge you to unfollow people who make you feel bad because. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Cause I am so all about like, if you have someone in your feed every day, that's making you feel like shit about yourself. You should just unfollow them. It's not serving you. Yes. It's so true. And it's not what social media is for. Like we're not supposed to feel bad about ourselves. We're supposed to connect with each other. And so I think that's really important. Just, just realizing that you're only comparing your big struggle that feels big to you to someone's tiny piece of their story. Just because they have clear skin, first of all, if we're talking about that, doesn't mean anything about them as a person or their happiness level or how much how good they feel about themselves even. Same yes, with like body yep. image. We look at people who we think have the body that we want and think, okay, if only I have this, I'm going to be just like her. I'm going to be so happy. Like, but it's not true necessarily, right? Right. So, and especially in the context of social media, because I feel yeah. like, you know, no one's posting their worst picture. Like we're, we're going through right. and picking the best ones. And that's what's, yeah. that's what's going out there. So. Uh, 100%. And things are filtered and yep. things are edited. Yep. And so, you know, like when we were younger, it was focusing on, okay, magazines are edited like those yeah. people are not really like that and now we have to realize so and that was like kind of there was a disconnect because they're models and you know, right you compare yourself but you realize like you know they're we don't see them as like everyday human beings yeah whereas social media I think adds to it a lot because we think they're, they're just people like we see other people on social media as just people and so absolutely we compare ourselves even more so yeah I think as hard as it is just realizing that like you can't compare your your struggle to anyone else's. We you have no idea what other people are going through, and probably they're looking at you or other people thinking the same thing. And so the more we can shift into realizing like we can all feel good and feel empowered by each other and not yes. compete with each other is really really important. Yes. Yeah. I just love that so much because it's like there there's space for everyone. Like. Mm-hmm. There doesn't have to be just one person doing one thing or like, yeah, it just, I I definitely, have, I mean, personally, like I've struggled with that so much, partially the skin aspect, but also, you know, I was a professional ballerina and like you're literally bred to compare yourself to people in class. Like that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> you're supposed yeah. to watch the other people and try to be better than them like yeah that's literally yeah. what our teachers would tell us to do like oh you see where the girl in front of you's leg is like have you have to try to get your leg higher than them like that's what was supposed to motivate you to do better so yeah and I think that goes a lot to the stories like that one story of you know even if it's for ballet it's gonna 
carry through different parts of your life that you have to be better than other people in order to be worthy. Yep, exactly. And I think, I think that's like something that's so valuable about, you know, working with a coach too, because like where, where in life do we have the opportunities to kind of like talk through these stories and these past experiences that mm-hmm. that are like we're carrying through and they're guiding us on all these decisions we're making and dictating how we're feeling about everything in our lives but it's like when when do we sit down and talk through all of this you know yeah and when you're really close to it or when you have a lot of emotions behind it you can't always see yes what's going on and i i, I believe that everyone has their own answers everyone has their own wisdom but we don't always know the right questions to ask ourselves or there's so much like piled on top of the answers that it's really hard to pull all the crap off and figure it out and so if you can have somebody to work through it with you I mean that's everything yeah yeah seriously and I think that just goes to show like the value of you know have and I mean it doesn't obviously doesn't have to be a coach but you know your friend might not know the right Mm -hmm. questions to ask you to to like pull that out of you um and I just yeah I just find that so valuable um so this this question probably seems a little bit uh, off topic but I I love how you you always post pictures of like your Himalayan pink salt lamps I'm like super into those as well so I'm kind of curious as to what you like to do to kind of elevate your environment so that you can stay in that like kinder, more positive headspace. Yeah, that is part of my journey that I have like worked really, really hard to build (laughs) because it's something that shifts all the time, like how we feel shifts all the time. And so for me, I'm like super highly sensitive. I'm an introvert. So like my environment is really important to me um Same. <laughs> yeah like super important I'm like ruthless with it so <laughs> yeah um I think it depends on my day but for me the, the biggest part of it is relentlessly shifting my thoughts in the inside to be super kind like I am mm. very gentle with myself now even when like obviously I'm not like floating around with no negative thoughts but <laughs> right even when you know that the the shame takes over or um I have those negative thoughts about myself like relentlessly shifting those things is really important in like my overall well-being so that is really important so um like positive affirmations and mantras like I'm talking to myself all day long inside my head um in terms of like my environment like definitely the salt lamps and keeping my home like very calm very gentle like just very um clean and just I really believe that what what is around you is what's going on within so I just like to to keep like a very calm environment you can't always control your environment mm-hmm. but I do my best even you know if I have chaotic times in my business or in my day like I every single day will do self-care like it's a non-negotiable so whether that's taking a quick bath and lighting candles or reading or 
whatever I need to do to keep my energy where it needs to be. And that does not mean that I don't have days where I have super low energy. I do all the time. But yeah, I think just a lot of self-care. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, so, I mean, you mentioned baths and reading. What kind of books do you like to read to kind of get yourself into a more positive space or even just kind of to break out of, you know, whatever might be going on? Yeah, it totally depends on my mood. I'm like, either I want to read something that has nothing to do with personal development because mm-hmm. you can get like really personal development out. Oh my I, God, yeah, definitely. Know. So yeah, it just depends. Um, I love reading like nonfiction. I love then I love personal development. Like, I don't want to say I don't love it. It's just sometimes you need to, like, shut your brain off. Yeah, you need, like, brain capacity for personal development, I feel like. Totally. And, I mean, especially if it's your job. I'm doing it 24-7. So I love reading other – I love people's stories. Like, I love reading other people's stories. So whether it's an autobiography or whatever. And then – yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I guess it just depends on my mood. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's see. Uh, what what would you say? I know we talked about, um, you know, kind of the kindness aspect already, but like what would you say are your top tips for being kinder to yourself when you're really struggling with, your reflection and your own identity because as I mentioned earlier you know with acne a lot of times and I think this is true in general right like we kind of assign labels to ourselves like oh like I'm a skinny person or like oh I'm a bigger person or oh I'm a person with acne like based on you know our exterior I feel like we assign labels to ourselves based on I mean kind of to go back to what you're saying earlier, like kind of based on these stories that we've written, right? So like what what are your top tips for being kinder to yourself when you're really struggling with that? Like when you're struggling with this identity piece? Mm. Well, I think we tend to look at the big picture and that is overwhelming. Mm. So we... I mean, as humans, we want things right away. We <laughs> yeah. Go from feeling really bad to feeling on cloud nine. And that will never happen. Like regardless of um, the amount of work you do or how long you've been on the journey, there's always going to be ups and downs. It's yes. never going to go from, I feel super bad today. Like tomorrow, I'm going to feel incredible. There will be those waves. Like I have those waves literally daily, but you know, realizing that the journey is a lifelong one. It's not do this tip and everything shifts. It's really, really different for everybody. And so that I think takes the weight off of it. We're probably going to get really overwhelmed and then not do anything. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, for me, like even in a day I can, you know, be like super energetic and then feel like I need to just like curl up in a ball and sleep. Totally. <laughs> like yeah, so many ups same, and downs. Same. And I think so recognizing that and then recognizing that you're only human. Like yeah. we're not meant to be. Yes. The goal for everybody is we want to be 
happy and healthy and you know everybody wants that but the more you can recognize that the I don't like to say negative emotions because I don't think they're necessarily negative but the emotions that we don't necessarily want to feel or the things we don't want to feel or the way we want don't want to feel about ourselves and our body they're normal like yeah they're just a normal part of being human and so if you can take the pressure off of being like high vibe 24 7 because nobody is then I think (laughs) that lifts off the energy another thing um I talked about it a bit earlier but figure out what you're more than like yeah the the one piece of your story is just one piece of your story so for me let's say being in an abusive relationship I talk about that a lot but that's not my whole story and that doesn't define me as a human being it's just a part of an experience of my life but I'm more than that and so if it's skin like you're more than than what your skin looks like and I think a really big part of it too is recognizing that X does not equal Y or whatever. I don't really know how to explain this, but you having clear skin doesn't necessarily mean that all of the other stuff goes away. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Seriously. And so if you can start to realize now, not when you have clear skin or not when your body changes or not whatever the thing is that, that you feel is defining you right now, like it's not going to be that it has to be right now. You have to start doing the work now. And I think the biggest thing really is just to recognize that you're only human. You, everybody has a story. Everybody has a struggle, but we're all more than that. And like, you're just not alone in the journey. Yes. Oh my God. I'm <laughs> I'm literally over here doing like, yes, queen <laughs> arms. Because <laughs> like, I, I just feel like, and you know, sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm just like being really repetitive, but always like I try to reiterate the fact that clearing your skin is not necessarily going to make you happy mm-hmm. because that happiness, right? It's a choice. Like it's not just something that magically happens. Like sure, you might feel more confident when your skin is clear and you know, you might in a sense, feel happy about the fact that it's clear, but life goes on, you know, once that initial like, yeah, my skin is clear, like once the shock of that wears off, then you're just going to be a person with clear skin and everything is going to come crashing down again. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you hear all the time with people who lose weight. It doesn't change anything. It literally doesn't change anything. If you don't feel that you are worthy regardless you're still not going to be you're still not going to feel worthy when you get to where you think you need to be to feel worthy yes yeah 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 no 100 percent. and like it's this whole mentality of like oh you know there's something wrong with me I have to fix myself yeah and like eating well and exercising from this place of like punishment almost mm-hmm. as opposed to like hey I want to make the best decisions for my body like I want to feel good and I want to have energy and hey, yeah, sure. I want to have clearer skin, so I'm going to eat a certain way. Yeah. And it's just like it's an insane shift that is like I almost feel like people just need to hear it and like see that it's possible and it can it can like turn that light bulb on for someone, you know, Yeah. because otherwise 
we just like get stuck and we're in a cycle and we just go and go and go and go and then it's like hey like why why are you trying to clear your skin why does that mean so much to you like what is that going to change in your life and just like you know and and especially for people that want to do it naturally I think because it you know the diet can feel restrictive depending again on what your mindset behind it is yeah and I think that's true for so many things you know it's like it can feel restrictive if that's your kind of like energy that you're putting behind it or it can feel freeing having this like different dietary and this different lifestyle because it's like okay I know I'm making the best decisions for myself and I know that I'm doing the best things for my body and that's why I want to keep doing it yeah well I think the intention behind everything matters yes yeah so so much if we're still talking about you know the the body image stuff if your intention behind working out is that you hate your body and you want it to be smaller well, that's not going to feel very good and it's not going to last either. And again, just having a smaller body does not equal happiness. I think knowing your intention behind it and, you know, focusing on the feelings that you want to feel and like just coming from a more empowered place, which can be hard when you don't feel empowered, but at least shifting into that energy of gentleness is going to be so different. And the outcome is going to be so different and you're going to get to a much gentler place than you would if it was coming from a place of like self-hate yes absolutely so how do you go about you know just kind of like forgiving yourself because part of being kinder and gentler is like you know not beating ourselves up over things so I think forgiveness is something that people tend to struggle with a little bit um Mm -hmm. So, like, for you, how do you go about, like, the self-forgiveness aspect? Well, I think, you know, that's, like, a really hard thing to do depending on what you think you need to forgive yourself for. Mm-hmm. But, again, we're really hard on ourselves compared to how we are with other people. So, for some reason, we think we need to punish ourselves when we make a mistake. And regardless how big or small it is, like, we all make mistakes for human beings like it's literally part of the human experience to make mistakes and and learn from it and so we can either be really critical of ourselves punish ourselves all of that stuff or we can say okay I messed up I am only human and what can I take from this like what can I learn from this or you know it's just Again, what I was saying at the beginning, looking at it from an outside perspective, like get out of your head for uh, for a bit, look at the situation and, and what would you, let's say a friend did the same thing to you or a friend made the same mistake or a friend said a stupid comment or whatever it is, even if it's that you need to forgive yourself for how you've been treating yourself. That's a big yeah. one. Yeah. What would you say? you know, and, and doing that and relentlessly choosing to do that. And it's really hard, but I think the number one thing is just knowing you're only human and you're allowed to make mistakes. It says nothing about your worth as a human being. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. <sighs> I love that. Okay. So I just have a couple more questions here. Yeah. Uh, one quick one that also might seem a tad bit off topic, but I see that, you know, you do like um, some yoga and stuff. So does that at all tie into, you know, keeping like this more positive mindset? Mm-hmm. And how does your yoga practice, I guess, kind of weave into all of this? Yes, it totally does. So when I was getting out of, I've actually always really been into yoga, but when I was in the abusive relationship, I totally stopped doing anything for myself. And mm-hmm. so I, I wasn't practicing yoga at all. When I got out of it, once I, you know, had been on my journey a little bit with inner kindness and all of that, then I started going back to yoga and that I, I can't even really explain what that did for me in, in so many different areas around, you know, confidence or just realizing that like I deserve to feel good. I didn't feel good. So I didn't realize how good I actually could feel. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's so relatable for so many of us. It's, yes. it's, it's hard to, it's really hard to know what you want to feel if you've never felt that. If you right. Never there's no context. It. Yeah. So let's say it's even with um, really anything. If we're talking about inner kindness and all that, then it's hard to know how good it can feel to be kind to yourself if you've never been that way. Or it's really hard to know what it feels like to love yourself and accept yourself if you've never done that. So yoga and and really all of that, it allowed me to shift into feeling a little better moment by moment. And, you know especially with anxiety, mm-hmm. practicing yoga at least allowed me to step away from all of the noise for a little bit and be forced almost to unplug and to just be present and in the moment and not like scattered all over the place. For me, especially now with um, running a business, I'm on social media a lot. And so mm-hmm. I actually stopped practicing yoga probably for the last, um, I want to say like almost a year because before I quit my job in September, I was commuting really far. And so I just got out of the practice and, you know, once you get out of the routine, it's hard to go back. And so when I I started um, my business, well, I've been running my business for a long time, but once I started doing it full time in September, and I'm on social media all the time, I just started recognizing my anxiety coming back a lot. And so within the last, you know, I would practice yoga at home, not regularly, but I like literally two weeks ago decided, okay, one, I really need to get out of my house. (laughs) And two, like I need to get back to the things that made me feel good and that reduced my anxiety and helped me, you know, with my inner kindness. So I just started going back. But yeah, I think it allows me to shut my brain off a little bit and feel empowered and feel like calm and relaxed. And yeah, I think it's a big part of it. And I think it doesn't necessarily mean that other, everyone should do yoga, but I think different things work for different people, your brain off a little bit and be in the moment and be present and feel good and keep doing that. Yes. Yeah. I love that. And I think, you know, like physical movement in general, regardless of really what you're doing like whether you're going for a walk or you know doing a really intense workout physical movement I think is so powerful and so healing and even just getting your blood pumping like is so good for not just your body but for your soul Mm -hmm. 
And I feel like it just kind of, you know, I was talking to my husband about this this past weekend. We're hunter-gatherers, right? So, like, we're meant to be moving. We're not meant to be sedentary. Mm-hmm. Like, our, our bodies are just not built to sit and stare at screens for hours and hours on end without any kind of movement. Yes. Yeah, and I mean, yes. <laughs> screens for me, I mean, it's it's a big part of my life, obviously. Same, yeah. I mean, same here, 100%. But it can really add to the anxiety or add to the comparison. So yeah. if you can find something that allows you to put your phone down for a while or whatever, like I love TV. Okay. So I'm not me too. Screens, <laughs> like I am a hardcore reality TV lover. So I'm not saying anything about screens. I think it's just at least for a little bit each day, it, more so if you're feeling that anxiety coming up or you're feeling that comparison or you're just not feeling great, do something that allows you to put your phone away and yeah. allows you to to move or at least, or connect with other people yeah like we, absolutely we need that connection so I think just finding the things that that work for you is really important yeah no I agree and I always tell people the best workout you can do is one that you'll actually do mm-hmm. because if you're not gonna do it then you know it's you're gonna not- <laughs> feel guilty for not doing it <laughs> yeah it's not gonna help you so like, yeah, just pick something that kind of lights you up, whether that's dancing around your room or, you know, yoga, what, whatever it is. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. So uh, I have a couple little rapid fire questions that I want to ask you. So you can just kind of tell me the first thing that pops in your mind. Okay. So first one, what is your favorite crystal? Ooh. Ooh, that's a good one. Probably... Depends on the day. Um, probably <laughs> clear quartz. I feel like it's very healing. Okay. Very nice. All right. Uh, what's your favorite way to boost your confidence? Mm, good one. So many things. Probably, I mean, I guess we were just talking about it, but just get moving my body okay. in some way that feels good. All right. Awesome. Uh, next, favorite episode of Girl Kind Podcast. Oh my god, that is not a spot. <laughs> I don't I honestly I'm not saying this like not to offend anyone, but I honestly don't think I can pick one at this point. <laughs> because like they're all so they're, they're all so good in different ways. Like they are all like very wide variety of, of things, but they're all other people's stories. So I love that. I don't yeah. even think I can pick. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll I'll let you have that one. Thanks. <laughs> um and I ask this to pretty much everyone. So what's your favorite snack to grab in a pinch? Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> my favorite. Well, I really love chips, like I'm not gonna lie. Mm, yes. What kind of I chips? Oh, um <laughs> probably salt and vinegar. Mmm, delicious. <laughs> Any particular really? brand? I'm a total chip snob. Like, I love oh my, my chips. <laughs> Anything, like, really crunchy, like Miss Vicky's or kettle chips, you know. <laughs> Delicious. Yeah, I'm I'm obsessed with, like, plantain chips. And mm. Jackson's Honest makes, like, sweet potato chips. And... Oh, yeah, I love, love, love. Ah, chips. Delicious. So 
so okay good. so that's that's pretty much what I what I've got for you as far as questions go um I really just want to say that there are just so many moments in this podcast that were like just so on point and watch people are going to listen to this a couple years later and be like, oh my God, she said on point. That's so, <laughs> that's so outdated. <laughs> but you know what? It was on point. So thank you. I just want to thank you again so much for joining us here. And for those of you listening, I totally recommend going back and re-listening to this podcast because, I mean, there were just so many really golden nuggets in there. And if at any point, you know, you had that kind of like light bulb aha moment, don't let that just pass you by. Listen again so that you can really absorb it because sometimes, you know, like when we have those moments, our emotion goes off and then you might kind of forget about it later. So hearing it again can really help you absorb the information and apply it to your own lives. Um, and yeah, that's that's what I've got today. So thank you all so much for joining me. And thank you again, Stephanie, for joining me. Ah, this yeah. is such a great, a great episode. And I'm just, I'm walking away from this feeling really good. And I hope you all are as well. So that is it for today. Over and out. Quick question. Are you eager to clear your skin naturally, but you do not know where to start? Well, this is for you, so listen up. We have been seeing insane results so far, and I want you to experience those too. So don't wait and come join us in my 12-week Jumpstart program. If you are interested and you think that a Jumpstart program is the right thing for you, then feel free to reach out to me so we can chat about it. You can find me over on Instagram at The Paleo Ballerina. You can also find me on Facebook, The Paleo Ballerina. I have an application on my website that you can fill out at www.thepaleoballerina.com. You can also shoot me an email at thepaleoballerina at gmail.com. And if you want to find Stephanie, you can find her over on Instagram at stephaniedawnelizabeth. Or, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, she has a podcast of her own called The Girl Kind Podcast. So definitely check that out.